Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the RFP podcast, episode number 194, Relentless Forward Progress. Grateful to have you guys here with us today for another episode, episode number five of Ultra Dads, uh, with my co-host, Brian Shane. You out there? I am. Hey, Mike. Awesome. And we have two spe- two special guests, well, three, including yourself, Brian, and actually possibly four if we get Tim in the background yelling too with Don. So maybe even five or six, but we have uh, the, the ultra moms episode of the ultra dads podcast. So mom and Debbie, you guys out there? I'm here. Hello. Excellent. Well, thanks for coming on the show with us. I know when we were kind of kicking things off, Debbie said she was a little, she was kind of a little scared, but nothing to be scared of. Um, We're just going to have a good conversation. I know Brian and I, chatted both moms uh, a little bit this week about some of the topics that we wanted to um, talk about and discuss and bring up. And, um, you know, the whole purpose of this podcast, I know, mom, you've listened to some and Debbie, you've probably listened to some too. And it's, it's really about um, taking the lessons that we've learned over the years and we continue to learn and sharing them with the audience to help us all become better versions of ourselves. And, you know, I'll speak for Brian here. You could certainly chime in, but you too, as well as our dads, you guys have been an instrumental part in helping us become better versions of ourselves from growing up to, you know, even, even today when, when we're in our (coughs) forties, we, we continue to leverage you guys for, for guidance and and assistance. And I think most importantly, love and caring. So um, if there's something that comes up that you guys don't want to talk about, don't talk about it. But I think we've, I think Brian and I kind of prepped this and we might go off on a couple of tangents, but I think we prepped this in a way to, you know, help, help you guys share your heart and share your wisdom. And that's what we all kind of want to, is that, is that fair? Yes. Well, we'll try. <laughs> okay. So, but, but first, as always, we have to talk about, you know, what, what we have in our hands. So, Deb, do you want to go first and explain to us what it is that you're drinking? Oh, I just have my water bottle with water in it. I'm doing Weight Watchers, so I'm trying to watch it. Okay. <laughs> Mom? I'm doing White Claw Hard Seltzer. Black cherry Any- flavored. There Very you go. Nice. There you go. <laughs> and Brian? Uh, well, we are getting into the shorter days, uh, cooler evenings, and firewood splitting. So I've shifted gears into the the dark beer season, and I am doing a little Breckenridge Brewery with the oatmeal stout tonight. Wow! Ooh. Yes, well, I'm drinking my dinner. <laughs> oh my god! Well, with oatmeal. <laughs> I. Uh, what about you, Mike? I have uh, an East Coast. Uh, an East Coast beer, a Dogfish Head Pumpkin Ale. So, um, oh, you're going uh, going with the seasonal brew as well. Yeah, granted, it's still it's six eleven here at night, and it's still probably about ninety six degrees, but it's still a pumpkin oh. ale. Uh, so, cheers to it, it is October. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I got to get it now because in another month, when you want to drink them, they'll be gone. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, they'll yeah they'll be gone. They'll be on to like the 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 Christmases, the Christmas beers. Uh, funny story. You just mentioned that Mike, cause I was debating on the Breckenridge uh, Christmas ale, which is on the shelves right now. So wow. I thought I'd, uh, we, we, we could, we could talk about that. That may be another podcast about uh, rushing <laughs> the holidays. Cause that is a, a good topic we like to discuss off the air, but uh, yeah, I, I kind of chuckled when I saw Christmas ale. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I was going to send I'm, a picture over to you." <laughs> I'm la- I'm laughing, and there is a note, and I'm starring it because that is definitely a topic. Who knows? Maybe the next one. So, we'll revisit that one. We'll definitely, and I will have that on hand then. <laughs> after, well, uh, yeah. So we might have to. We may, might have to wait a couple of weeks because they're not on the shelf down here yet. But it, it's soon. Okay, I'll what send we one should, down. What we should. And, uh, pardon us, moms, because this is kind of how we get. Uh, what we should do. We Brian, know. What, <laughs> yeah, no, no surprise here. No. Yeah, what we, none, none. What we should probably do though is, it would be a little bit more difficult for you but conduct that podcast 
from like a Lowe's or a Home Depot in the midst of all the Christmas decorations. <laughs> we we could do that. We should definitely we could do, do that. Like yeah, video now. video podcast. So standing next to the blow up uh, snowman, all lit up yep. with glitter. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Michael should do so, that. Let's do it. So, uh, Brian, I don't know I if you he- wanted to kick. I don't know if you wanted to kick it off and 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 broach the first topic with them because i mean we we talked about a couple i don't know if any other ones popped in your head but why why don't you start it well i thought maybe you uh with your topics you had uh from the earlier kind of setting the stage um i got you i I thought you had some good uh talking points there so i I, (laughs) i'm just gonna punt it back to you while i drink this (laughs) out right (laughs) you're on a roll (laughs) All right. So, so one of the things we thought about moms is, uh, you know, we, 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 for Brian and I, we grew up in Mountain View Village, right? Mm -hmm. And it was for us, the child, it was a great childhood growing up. Um, And, you know, we, we, meaning our families kind of are from the same type of background, same beliefs, same core values, uh, that's I think that's why we've gotten along so well as long as we have. Um, but but you you two came come from a different perspective. And I, I think the first thing that came into my mind is the interesting thing is you both had four children. Yep. But Deb, you had four boys. Yeah. God bless you. Brian Brian being <laughs> the oldest, right? Yeah. And mom, you had two each, mm-hmm. two boys, two girls, me being the youngest. Brian and I are that connection between us. Yes. So I guess I'll, I'll start with you, Deb, from, from what, how was it raising four, four boys? And mom, I'm going to divert the question back to you because there's a different perspective, right? Because you have the girls. Mm-hmm. Deb, you didn't have the girls. So from your perspective, nope. what was it like one, one <laughs> with, with, with raising the boys and specifically one boy in particular that's on this podcast with us? well to me it was just normal because that's what we had you know it it didn't seem any different because I didn't know any different I always said God knew what because I knew what I was like so I wouldn't want to you know I mean I wasn't a bad kid I you know it's just moody you know that I didn't want to have have to deal with that but um, four boys, we were just busy. It was, it was just busy and I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. Um, uh, it was fun. Do you, do you think, um, I mean, that's interesting because you, you, you didn't think of it any different. You didn't think, it, no. hey, what would it be like if we had girls? How would we, cause I don't, I don't believe, and I've known you guys for hell 30 plus years. I don't think the values or, or, um, lessons or guidance you would have given would have been different. I, I guess it would be a little bit different just because there one's a boy, one's a girl, but I think the overreaching uh, principles would be the same mom from your perspective, because I mean, that's interesting because Deb really didn't have a different mindset. She didn't really necessarily have to change, you know, how do I raise the boys? How do I raise the girls? What was it from your perspective, you know, because you had girl, boy, girl, boy too. So what was it? what was some of the challenges you had with the different genders? Yeah. Um, well, I think girls are harder than boys to raise. I'll drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. right. It doesn't get any easier. Let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm not, I'm not expecting it to. Um, uh, why, why mom? Why do you say that? Why, well, because um, when the girls wanted to go to the prom, it was like we had to go to like maybe six different stores to find the white prom dress. And you just went out and got a tuxedo, you know. And and if the girls needed jeans, we had to go to like 10 different stores. And you just sent me out to buy a pair of jeans. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah, I do know what you mean. But that is in- a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in, in, so not to, you know, piss off my two sisters, I won't, I won't say anything further than that, but, um, 
I'll eat. Oh, by the way, I'm sure they're not listening right now. By the by the way, by the way, Deb, you can curse on here if you want to. Um, Oh, you can. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, are you saying, Ma, there was there was a little? Because what about as we got older, though? You know, because it seems to, from what I've experienced with friends, it seems like sometimes the boys were a little bit more challenging initially right during those early years before they got to we'll say before they got to puberty and once the girls hit that pubescent that year yeah. years you know years. that it, 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 the girls kind of got a little bit more challenging is that is that fair to say yeah but you to me the girls are even challenging before that michael you know i mean they were so picky on everything the way they look the way they dressed you know you had to have the hair comb just right when you went to kindergarten. And this is kindergarten and first grade. I mean, who's going to see you in kindergarten and first grade, you know? And Deb, having four boys, you really didn't have to deal with none of that, did you? Not until a few years after Brian saw some pictures of himself in um, elementary school. And he was maybe in high school. And he looked at these pictures when jams were in style and he was in elementary school <laughs> and knee-high white socks. And he said, why did you let me dress like this? And I said, Brian, you picked it out. That's what you wanted to wear. And he that that quieted yeah. him down. <laughs> yep. That, yeah, the, uh, the, high top, the high top vans, the tube socks with the jacked yep. up uh, sweatpants. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean... That too. If, if that doesn't scream style, I don't know what does. <laughs> no. So in the eighties, yeah. it if, did. If that was your biggest yep. dilemma, then that's all right. <laughs> yeah, that for fashion, fashion only. <laughs> yeah. Well, well I don't. I washed my hands of it because you guys picked it out, and I, you know, it was all right. It was nice. It was, you know, it was decent. And, and we, Michael, when we used to go on, when no. we used to go on vacation, you know, when you guys were younger. And at that time, you could take as many bags on the plane as you wanted to. And your two yep. sisters, they'd pack one suitcase full of shoes, and the other suitcase would be full of sweaters. <laughs> and we're going to Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, on your way to Florida. Yeah. And I should you know, flip flop and a couple pairs of, you know, shorts or something, you know? Oh, yeah. I think that's why, I think that's what? why the airlines, you know, said, well, we're going to charge for. Start charging for bags. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're losing money on this gig. (laughs) Hey, so Deb, what with, with the four boys, what was probably and there, there's the answer is going to be different based upon the stages of the, the, where the boys were growing up. Right. What were some of the chat? What was, what was, couple of the hardest things you've had to deal with with the four boys you know what were some of the challenges and difficulties being a mom of four boys oh I think we lost Deb yeah it's kind of spotty yeah yeah, unfortunately she dropped off so hopefully she pings back and you could probably text her Bri oh okay Uh, yeah so so, Mom, we'll, we'll steer the question back to you, because uh, and it's going to be different. So, the question to you would be, what were some of the hardest things raising one four kids? You know, and this is in what seventies uh-huh. and eighties, really. And and what were expanding on that? What were some of the challenges raising two girls and two boys under the same roof? I mean, you already kind of hit some of them, but. But what, one, what was the cha- biggest challenges with four, raising four kids in the 70s and 80s? And then what were some of the biggest challenges with the different genders? I think the biggest challenge for raising four kids in the 70s and 80s is that um, the, the girls had to all be in style. You, didn't, you boys didn't have to really be in style. You know, you could just wear a pair of jeans and, and sneakers but the, the girls had to be in style constantly <laughs> so you're saying fashion, was, fashion the biggest was the headache. biggest headache and hair and we also when we lived in Jacob, <laughs> when we lived in 
Aqu- Aquanet just yes. stu- just stuck out to my right big picture of Aquanet. <laughs> and don't forget, when we lived in Jessup, we just had one bathroom. Oh, gee, that's an obstacle in itself right there. Yeah, and then just before, I mean, maybe about three or four years before we moved, we put a small bathroom downstairs. But it, it was a challenge to have one bathroom and four kids, two boys, two girls. That is, yeah. So Deb, I yeah, I'm back. Deb, I, I, I yeah, I, I, I had asked a question to you, but apparently you hung up because you got offended by the <laughs> question. Um, uh, what were some What were some of your hardest things to deal with growing, raising the four boys? Well, Tim worked out of town at certain times, so you know a lot of it was on me as far as. Like they were always doing activities, which is great. I mean, sports, um, things at church, like it kept them busy. It kept them like out of trouble and, you know, they were doing good things and, and learning. And so just getting them to where they, you know, moving all the heartbeats, you know, putting them where they need to be. <laughs> One night I clocked um, from after school till the end of our night of running and I had not left Clark Summit and put 54 miles on my car. <laughs> you know, That's awesome. Yeah. We went from football That's impressive. Running. Yeah. Yep. So that, that was a challenge and just keeping them to be friends. You know, I didn't want them fighting and doing all that, you know, to, to just get along and, it's that's still a hassle. <laughs> no, good. I drink to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's ne- that's a never-ending battle. That, no, that, no, you guys are good. That's it's just you know when you were little, if you'd get into arguments, I'd tell you to you know figure it out, you know work it out. I didn't need to be settling arguments, although I could put my fist down and send you both to your rooms or whatever it was. So, um, but that's that or take probably- it outside. Take it outside, yeah. Break your brother's wrist. <laughs> um, <Yep. laughs> that that usually worked. <laughs> um, but I think that was it. They were busy, but that was self-imposed. And mm-hmm. um, but it was it was what we all wanted to do, and that's the way it went. So, but it was good. See that you you mentioned yeah. W. I mean that that was good stuff. But I was kind of going a little bit some somewhere else with it with the question and we'll, we'll get, we'll get there. Don't worry. I have a pretty good ability to pull stuff out of people when I ask the right you questions. So, so with Deb, you said, figure it out. You, you, you gave you, you let them figure it out. Right. So one of the biggest things, one of the hardest things I've been dealing with as a father and Brian, you and I have talked about this is letting them go, you know, and now I have two girls, so Brian, you might have a different component to this than than I do with Tanner, uh, but the girls might be similar. And keep in mind, Dad and Mom, we're talking seventies and eighties, and I was kind of circling back to some of, some of the scary stuff that's going on out there. But we'll get back to that. So for for me, as a father of two daughters, and and, and as they are teenagers. I'm getting better at letting go, giving them their independence and not trying to be the protector and not trying to be the person that solves all their problems. So one of the hardest things that I've had to do is separate from yeah. that. I mean, you, neither, neither one of you said anything like that, but, but Deb, you said figure it out, but was that a challenge for you guys back then is kind of letting us figure yep. it out and, and, and make the, make the yeah. mistakes yep. and fail? Yeah. Yep. It was because you, you just want peace. With that many kids in the house, that many bodies, you don't want it to be crazy. And you just want it to be, you know, just get your homework done and go get your routines done, get your chores done and go to bed on time. And and little risks in the middle kind of, you know, kind of alter that. What about with like the outside influences, you know, back in, back in, again, this is coming from a mind you know, where I was growing up in Clark Summit, we, we lived a privileged life. We lived a very privileged. And the, the amount of dangers that could happen to us in Clark Summit, Pennsylvania, were, were pretty limited. 
you know, the amount of trouble we could get into, I'm not going to say was limited, but we'd have to like almost seek it out. Yeah, absolutely. I I think we had to seek it out more than it just like happening upon us Mm -hmm. in, in that area. Yeah. And look at the big component right now, folks. Yes. Social media. Access to everything. Now, you guys didn't have to deal with that. So what was there that fear of, I'm sure there's that fear, you know, especially when we started driving and started going out and started staying out later, there was that fear. But was there always that uncomfortable fear with what the hell could they possibly be getting into today? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You could take it on an individual basis too, per kid. But I'm true. Sure, yeah, there with the ones that How are on this show right it? now, they're <laughs> yeah, probably not long enough. No. But yeah, it's it's and it, it could range um, different different fears for each kid, you know, and and their era of their time going throughout high school and college and everything, but. It, it seems like each era of each kid on the upbringing had its own certain kind of fears and advantages and, you know, kind of a little bit of everything. It's, it's not apples to apples. I mean, just comparing Mike's upbringing, being the youngest, and then looking at by mm-hmm. the time I was coming to age and through high school and everything, how much has changed in that short amount of time, really? Um, well, they, they, for Brian, not to interrupt you, but by no, the time good. I got to that point, by the time I got to that point, they were already scared shitless. They didn't have anything to worry about. They couldn't be any more scared. With you, you were the first one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But maybe they didn't know enough yet. <laughs> <laughs> right I, what? that's because I didn't tell Debbie all the secrets that Michael and his brother and sisters got into yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> foreshadowing yeah 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 yeah. True. Michael I can remember one time right. when Tammy we lived at Clark Summit and Tammy was dating a guy from prep and she went to a party and she says I might have to I might have to call you for a ride I go okay about 20 minutes later, she called me. Can you come and get me? And I said, why? And she oh, said, wow. yeah, she says, because there was drugs and alcohol and I did not feel safe there. Yep. You know what? We had that exact same thing with Kevin because we always told the boys, if you are in a place, in a house or anywhere and you're not comfortable or things are starting to happen, you just call us and tell us mm-hmm. you're sick. Like, no, none of your friends are going to want you yeah, around. That's, yes, sick. exactly. So it's a legit question or a legit thing to say. So we were just talking about this tonight with our friends that we're camping with. And um, one night, uh, Tim took Kevin to a friend's house. And Kevin being the youngest, he, you know, we still drilled it into him. And he no sooner was there. Tim, I don't even know if he was home yet from dropping Kevin off. Phone ring, it was Kevin. He, and Kevin said, Mom, come get me. I'm sick. I said, what do you mean you're sick? You just left. (laughs) And he said, mom, come get me. I'm sick. And I said, oh, okay. I said, walk down to the corner, stay under the streetlight. Dad will be right there. So Tim walked in the door. I said, go get Kevin. So we went and got him. I was so proud of Kevin for just removing himself. Other than some of my kids go to the attic to call me (laughs) to say, mom, I can't come home yet. (laughs) Hmm. Right, Brian? Yeah. I can remember. Well, yeah. I, I, yeah. I can remember coming downstairs. Uh, I think it was on a Sunday morning, and there was some guy with blonde hair sleeping on my couch. Oh. <laughs> I don't I didn't have friends that had blonde. I didn't have friends that had blonde hair. Was that Brian? Blonde or orange? Yeah, blonde or orange. Blonde. That's orange, a good point. Could have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so see, see, Deb, you you kind of were kind of clear there and said you, even though Kevin was the youngest, you continued to instill oh, yeah. that in him, right? Oh, yeah. So, so here's here's a story, okay? Here's a story because I don't recall those those things being instilled in me, even though I was the youngest. Now, granted, granted, I didn't really start getting a little reckless 
until like springtime of my senior year. Okay. (laughs) So I remember this wasn't even in high school. This is one I was of drinking age. I was gainfully employed and I came home for a weekend and me and, and Bobby Cook went out because Bobby had just gotten home from the military. Right. And we had a great grand old time. And unfortunately, uh, and I think Brian, we might've been talking about this when I was up there yeah, in July. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I parked in oh the backside God. of Tinks and my car <laughs> got towed. Right. right? And uh, I, I'm like, don't worry. I'll just, I'll just call the house. I'll just call the house. The phone's on mom's side. Mom will pick it up. Dad won't even know. Now, this is, this is an interesting dynamic because I'm going to go to a different question after this because in my mind, I was fearful of having to deal with dad, right? But dad picked up the phone. Oh. And I'm like, oh, shit. So, you know, dad and mom came to get us at 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, we, we weren't in any condition to drink or excuse me, to drive. It was so good thing. It, yeah, absolutely. So the reaction wasn't, Hey, thankfully that you call because I think it was the underlying reason why I called because my car got towed. Cause the question was, what if your car got towed? The answer would have been, eh, I would have drove home, which was yeah. stupid, but it's interesting mom. Cause I don't re- I don't recall you guys having that conversation with me, I remember hearing it with the, with the older kids. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, there's a gap, right? There's a gap between Tammy and four me, years. which is four or five years. So it was four years. So it was different. So interesting, where I wanted to take this, this question is, and I'll shoot it to you, Deb, first. What were some of the, what were the, mo- what was, what were the most important principles and qualities you you and and Tim drove, try to drive into your boys. Um, what do you oh well, you can answer. He asked you too. Um, well, I just I <laughs> wanted them to turn out to be good people. You know, I didn't want them to be bums. I I wanted them to have good values, to appreciate family. Um, you know, I just didn't want them to end up to be goofballs, people that were going to be in trouble all the time. And I was very proud of many times the different boys would pull back from certain friends. And I was confused in the beginning. You know, I was like this rookie mom going on. But to come to find out that they pulled back from them and found really good friends because the old friends were really going down the wrong path. And I I just didn't want to deal with all that kind of stuff. So we just tried working really hard to give them the values that we were brought up with to, you know, just to have a good education and to, to go on and be a good parent themselves. Hopefully they have, and they have. Mm. So I feel good about that. Mom, um, what about you? That you all grew up to knew what was right from wrong, to get a good education, to respect your elders Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hoping that um, when you had kids, that sometimes your kids would act like you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> is that is is that that? I'm assuming that's in a negative way, not in a positive. Way. <laughs> you both have had your fingers crossed at certain times for that. And we won't name names, Michael. Okay. No, we will not. And I'm. Um, I'm, I'm sure you both have gotten phone calls from us saying so-and-so is acting like this. So-and-so is acting like this. And, and deep down inside, you guys were yeah. laughing your asses <laughs> off, but you were like, okay, yeah, well, yeah I understand. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. The yeah. inside voice is just saying good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. right. Car, car, yes, it is. <laughs> Uh, so that, that'll take me to that next question. And, and it, so grow, growing up, even now, some people will ask me, you know, <clears throat> what were your parents like? You know, what, what, 
was your mom and dad like? What roles did they play as as a parent? You know, and mom from from my perspective in our household, I saw dad as the disciplinarian. Not that you couldn't and you didn't discipline us, you did, but I saw dad as no. a disciplinarian, right? <laughs> I saw you as the the one who cared, had compassion. Every, no matter what could I could have experienced, no matter what I was dealing with, no matter where I was going and what was happening, when I would come to you with something, and this still exists today, it was everything's going to work itself out. Everything's going to be fine. We'll figure it out. Not that dad wouldn't do that either, but I saw dad more as a disciplinarian and you more as the, 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 the comforter. Now, when you kids were small and you kids used to fight, I like send you to your room and you get punished, you know, and I'd say, wait till your father gets home and your father didn't do a thing. But <laughs> the older you get, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, I was, it turned around like your father would discipline you and I'd be, oh, it's going to be okay. You know, it's going to be, it's, we can work this out, you know. But it, it was, was the, the threat, threat of, of dad, dad coming, coming home. home. Well, yeah, that, that two hours, that two hours of fear until, <laughs> you know, 5.30, like that in itself could do all the work yep. just with the kids sitting in the room. <laughs> the anticipation of it is worse than the actual yeah. feeling with it? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Deb, what about, what about you? Um, as far as, what do you mean for... What type of role do you think that you played? Was it, was it a care i mean it's kind of all of the yeah. above right but or maybe i should even ask actually you know what i'll ask you brian from from your perspective how did you see your mom's role in, in as a parent growing up she uh <laughs> she, pretty much she we <laughs> all four of us kind of knew you know mom was always present and you know making her presence known in the best way possible of course but, and you, you know, and that was, that was different reasons because dad was out of town. Like mom mentioned earlier, he was gone from every other day. He, he was coming home to only coming home on the weekends. So, I mean, she had, to, she carried the big stick and, you know, made her, made, she was, the, she was the enforcer and made sure we were all staying in line. So, but it came down to the point when, if you really screwed up and dad had to step in, then you, you knew mm. you were up Schitt's Creek for, with, you know, a turd with a paddle. I think that's the same. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I see both, both parents, you know, the, you know, the, the, the moms, the, the moms were, you never had to wonder what they were thinking because they were going to tell you right then and there. But, you know, when the dad spoke up, you had to listen and you were, you, you definitely knew you messed up if there was discipline coming from the dads, if it got to that point. Um, and it was always, you know, with, when dad was coming home on the weekends, if something was that bad and he was coming home to deal with a mess, then yeah, the fear alone of waiting until Friday evening because you screwed up, like that in itself would be the punishment. Mm. <laughs> so, but, and, you know, his, his mom got a lot of credit from the community. I think, you know, it was always Deb and the boys. And she's got a lot of sympathy <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. it was it was a lot to handle with us being such close yeah. in age, too. You know, right. um, I think she got a lot of sympathy from the community, but she also got a lot of help. I think we were when we were talking about, you know, South Campus and the pit and everything on the last podcast about – it wasn't just a town, it was a community and we all would come together. <laughs> yep. Um, certain things, you know, in certain scenarios, the community really came through, kind of shifting gears right now. Uh -huh. But with, you know, mom running all of us around 50 some miles in one evening, um, people would see that and try to lend out. And I think that was a significant part of our upbringing was you know it takes a village mountain view. and that was that was tried and true yeah mountain view right there so you're right <laughs> exactly mountain view is you know text textbook neighborhood as it far is. as i'm concerned and it still is. yeah <laughs> yeah yep. 
but yeah, yeah. If Dad had the Western Pennsylvania accent, if if you screwed up and that Western PA accent came out, like that was the biggest source of punishment because you knew how bad you screwed up. Because <laughs> he, if he was pissed off, then that was that that was uh, that was a good learning lesson in itself. So. Sort of like, sort of like when a northeastern PA accent yeah, comes in. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, when you're, it, it, it usually comes in less when we're angry and more when we're either sleep yeah. deprived or had too much to drink. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> the roots come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, so here, here's a here's something that I'd be interested in hearing. Uh, so. Deb, you are you and Tim at fifty uh, years 45 yet? Five next month. Coming up at forty-five. Forty-five, yeah. and mom, and, mom and dad, you're at 52, 53? Wow. fifty-four. So awesome. thank you. So, so we don't, yeah. you know, <laughs> because we're doing some remodeling here. So, oh, <laughs> well, we, you might want to hold that will. for for a different <laughs> podcast. Uh, so Brian, you're at what? 15, 14. 14. So and then we're we're headed to yeah, 19. Yeah, you're coming up. Yeah, you're coming up. Wow. Right? Is that right? March 19. So I mean, hell, 14 and 19. Hell, five, six, seven years being married is is kind of unique, right? Let alone 14, 19. Let alone 45 plus 50. So, Mom, I'll start with you, you know, and listen, it's 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 never it's not easy. It's it's just not easy. But what I mean, and you've been you you were married. What what, what year yeah. you were in the, in the 60s, right? So, I mean, and, and that this is something to think about while I'm talking uh-huh. here for you, too. How. How. Based upon the different gener- different decades, how have you been able to make it last, make it work, make it fresh over four or five different types of decades? You know, it's it's you think about. I mean, I've been, I'm working on two now. Now, and this might go back to what you said, Deb, with regards to the boys and raising the boys. You just didn't see you didn't see a difference right with, with girls or boys. And, and as I'm talking, I'm kind of playing this in my mind, but how did you guys, how are you guys making it work? I'll start mom. Mom, you start. Yeah. For 54 years. Well, now there's times that, you know, we disagree and I just get up and walk away. (laughs) (laughs) versus what what so what did you do that's a great point so what did you do probably fought 25 years ago you know not all maybe if okay I that's interesting betty's house or something and have a cup of tea you know to calm down do you think do you think being able to know when to let go not to quote uh What's his Chris Chris Crawfordson? Like uh, no one or what's his name? No one to hold him, no one to fold him. But knowing when Kenny to walk Rogers. away. Kenny uh, <laughs> yeah. Rogers, thank you, thank you. Knowing, uh, shockingly, the shades come out. Oh, Mike. Mike, I liked him. <laughs> I, you know, uh, it, it was Kenny Rogers. God, yeah, God bless yeah, your yeah, soul. Whatever. Um, New edition. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, so do you think that has been a key, at least now in the later years, to be able to walk yes. away when when conflict arises? Deb, well, what, what um, about you? I was just actually Michelle and I were just talking about this today too, and Tim and I didn't have a lot of fights, but if we do, we kind of do the same thing, like go to neutral corners and you know settle it down. And and communication is, I think, the biggest thing. Um, and not making it was never an option because when I was a kid and growing up, no one got divorced. Actually, mm. I had one friend whose mother and dad were divorced and it was like, oh my yeah. word, how about, that is awful. 
And that I was only one person in my life as a kid that I knew had divorced parents. And, and it, it was very sad, I thought, for them. But um, getting married, divorce wasn't an option, and it never was. And you just figure it out. You talk it out because, you know, we both said when we got married, that's it. That's the way it's going to be. So we, we just weren't going to take no for an answer. We were going to go. I mean, our parents are never divorced and grandparents, nobody in our family. So, you know, that was just never part of a solution. And we just talk it out, figure it out, and we go from there. See, that's, that's really interesting because, you know, for, because there's two sides of that, right? I, I thoroughly believe like, and I, you know, listen, for me, I got fortunate, incredibly, incredibly fortunate. Never thought I would have kids, let, get married, let alone had kids. I thought, I didn't even know if I would be here this long. And I fortunately had met Robin and we got married and God bless her. I dug my hooks into her and after, 100% mom, 100%. And you know, we've, we've fought, we continue. I mean, there's times we still fight. It's gotten better because I think I've gotten better to be able to know when to let go and know when to walk away uh, versus staying in to try to win the argument. When 10 minutes into the argument, you don't even know what the hell you're arguing about about anyway. Usually you're right. Ma. Usually it is right. Absolutely. It's or miscommunication, which you were alluding to before Deb. Um, Then, so there's, there's that. And I'm, I'm like, listen, unless there's adultery here, right. We're, we're going to figure the shit out and that's what we do. We figure it out. But then there's the other side though, right? Are you, are you staying in a relationship too long? Is there no love? Is there no passion? Are you in a loveless relationship and are you just hurting each other, potentially even hurting your kids by staying in the relationship? So I think there's the generations, right? You guys were, were married in the 60s and 70s. We were married in the 2000s. So I think it's it's the view on marriage that that you guys said, that your generation has that viewed divorce as it's a sin, it's bad, it's viewed bad, you're judged because you got divorced. That's obviously changed mm-hmm. to this day. I mean, how 60% of marriages end in divorce these days anyway. I mean, we, we have it in our family, you know? It's just, it, it, I wouldn't encourage somebody to stay in it if mm-hmm. there wasn't any love there, right? But I also, I, also, I also know that it would take a hell of a lot for, for me to for me to let go. Mm-hmm. It, it'd be very, very hard. Brian, you any, have any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I, it's, it's, it's interesting to compare generation by generation, really. Um, just growing up, you know, from, from a kid's point of view, and it was, I mean, we were very fortunate. I think both, both families there um, had awesome role models as parents and showed, you know, I feel like a lot of times all I'm doing is cutting and pasting in, in my parenthood now. Like I'm not, I'm not being super creative on how I'm raising my kids. I'm just doing exactly what I saw as I grew up. So I give a lot. Yeah. And that, yeah, we just lead back and back to that. So, you know, I don't, I'm not very creative, I guess, in some terms. Um, I'm just doing what I saw. And and Cindy's doing the same thing. She's she's on the same boat with her parents yeah. of, you know, they were married, um, you know, I don't even know how long, but, you know, well into 40, 50 years of marriage, too. So we're coming be- from solid backgrounds. Um, and it's just... It's, it's a lot of things have changed now, you know, whether the love is there or not, um, you know, people are committed, they're creating and, and creating a family. And when the going gets tough, sometimes I, I see a lot of not everybody, but just people are not wanting to put in the work, 
and you know it's it's mm-hmm. things are getting a little too hard so we're just gonna we're gonna bail on this whole thing and you know it's it's the kids that really get the the brunt end of that yeah. stick so it's it, it's it's unfortunate you know because we see it all around here but it's it's how we're raising these kids so now moving forward with those kids if they see an obstacle on the way what are they going to do you know just just bail on that or are they really going to dig in deep and make things happen so it's uh i think we're me and mike are both extremely fortunate on how we were brought up on how we have role models as parents and you know now we're we're pretty much, it's a ripple effect. So now our kids are seeing the same thing. And, you know, I, I, looking back in the past, all I remember were one thing I mainly remember is Sunday afternoons, you know, my parents balancing the checkbook, you know, that was, that was the biggest argument I've ever (laughs) seen really. (laughs) So if that's the case, we were doing all right, you know, compared to how some kids are brought up and just unfortunate households and you know just the the verbal abuse and everything like that so i have no reason to complain whatsoever um and now we're bringing our kids up now with that same upbringing of you know if our if our kids are seeing us have a disagreement maybe um we're usually if it's in around them we have the argument we have a disagreement but then we also resolve it and in front of show them. the kids that yeah show the kids that it's okay to disagree um speak your mind but then come up with a resolution right and work things out right and have have an end result there so not going to bed mad <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i could, i'd um, to that yeah yeah so that <laughs> that's a good that's a good transition actually bry because the the I got kind of two or three left here is, is one. And Deb, you have four kids, mom, you have four kids. You have, all of them are married. All of them have grandchildren. They are married or had been married. Um, So you've seen, you've obviously experienced being parents yourself, but you've experienced Uh and seen your kids be parents. Right. What do you see as the, the, the bigger differences, the biggest differences. And, and it, I, listen, I, I, I don't know this because you guys have never, well, at least mom or dad, you, you have never said you, you've never tried to intervene in me being a yeah. parent. You and know? that goes, goes for me whether too. You agree, it's... Whether you agreed or disagreed in, in, in which the manner I was parenting or we were parenting, you never voiced your opinion, but what what do you guys see? And I'll start with you, Deb. What do you see the 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 differences in you know you guys, the generation you guys grew up parenting versus things well, these days? Probably, I know it's due to like distances out there in Colorado, but <laughs> I remember many, many, many fifteen years of wrestling and you know going to tournaments and you know, and Brian, you know, they don't have that out there. And then I remember him saying, Oh, you know, we had a drive and we were there all day. And I said, cry me a river. (laughs) (laughs) You know, how many years did you? Zero sympathy. You're not getting any sympathy from me. Um, And that was all in joking, you know, that, that was in joking, but um, I don't know. It's there, there are differences. I just could never put my finger on them. Um, I don't know what it is because um, a lot of parents today, both parents have to work where, you know, I didn't have to. And I mean, I worked as a substitute school nurse, but, and Marlene, you just, you were part-time you or when you did, you know, work with Don or whatever, but basically we were home and, um, you know, it, kids just adjust differently, I guess, to the, to things today and you hmm. have to, Maybe take up a little bit more responsibility, which I kind of admire. Um, I don't. I don't know. I see differences, but it's hard to put my finger on it. Uh, no, that's good. That I, that's that's an actually interesting point <clears throat> because there's, and I, I think that has to say something about our, you know, 
it's it, it, this is wild considering in the circumstances we are living in today uh over the course of the years based upon what you were saying deb it seems like and hey listen this is ultra moms right so this is this is poignant that from the 60s 70s 80s and 90s into today is you see more uh-huh. women working you see more women chasing their dreams uh, and, and maybe their dream is to be a stay-at-home, uh, a stay-at-home uh-huh. mom, and that's that's fantastic. And but you you see it more, and, and now you have the children that are figuring it out. You know whether it's you know they have to get off the bus and get 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 home or whatever the case may be by themselves, or get themselves to practice or to the band class or whatever the case may be. So that's an interesting point. So. Mom, I'll shift over to you. What do you, what do the you see? The difference between now and then? Yeah, just the thoughts from you being a parent versus seeing us being parents and... and, and, and what I see is... What you when see. I was, when I was a parent. Yeah, but I mean, when you, you, still when are, you were way. younger, <laughs> um, we didn't have the cell phones. We didn't have the internet. Mm. You know, right. we couldn't say sit here and play on the phone while I do this kind of work or while I do that, you know? And it yeah, seemed like we had, yep. uh, after we all ate dinner together, we, you know, uh-huh. we, we all watched TV at night yeah. together, you know? And we, and had, we all went to play in the house. grandma's yeah. house yeah. together, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. That's right. That's a great point. So that's how I feel, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually that's a really that's a really awesome. Mm-hmm. That's a really awesome point, and and you you think about it, and you know, Brian, we've talked about this quite a bit. Some of the smaller things that we we miss, you know, being able to, you know, I was talking to Isabel and Elena recently about this a couple of weeks ago, maybe with regards to how like every holiday we used to get in the car and, you know, either and, and drive over to drive, drive the well, usually every Thanksgiving we would drive to Wellsboro and, and spend Thanksgiving at, at grandma, grandpa Orr's. Um, you know, that kind, of, that kind of stuff doesn't necessarily happen these days anymore. You know, everybody's quote unquote connected, yep. but we're really disconnected. Yeah. I mean, you know, so farther and yeah. farther apart, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's that's an interesting. It's an interesting um, mm-hmm. statement, Mom. Uh, yeah, and I I can't so, figure out, and I think about this similar with those points of how much time there was when school was let out to get to be able to get home on the bus and you know get the homework done, get into your play clothes play a round of football in the backyard and then have enough time for the whole family to come in for dinner. And then, you know, an hour of TV before brushing okay. teeth and pajamas. Mm-hmm. Like I, cause it's co- compared to our, our timeline now these days, I mean, it was seven o'clock here when I rushed home and Cindy was right behind me with the kids and finishing cross country practice and, you know, trying to fit in a dinner, you know, while they're having dinner. But it just, to think back, it, it's almost like watching a movie <laughs> of how, I, I just don't know how all that was possible back then. Because even if you try to duplicate that, it it's, seems like it's impossible. I'm sure it's not, but it's, uh, it's interesting to compare the, the times to how we were raised and then now just trying to raise everybody with their own schedules. So it's, uh, I think about that a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. We were yeah. less distracted. Yeah. Then. Yeah. yeah. There wasn't, there, wa- there yeah. wasn't, I mean, let's be honest, there wasn't all the bullshit going on. Or let me, let me, re- let me, re- let me, let me restate that. The bullshit might've been right. there, mm-hmm. but we didn't have immediate yep. access to it. We never yeah. had a Nintendo game so, in our yeah. house, the console until... Um, the neighbors gave the boys one and they were, you guys were older by then, but I remember one of the kids' moms called and said, you know, did, did my kid leave this game at your house because we just can't find it? And I said, I don't think so because we don't have a Nintendo here. 
And she says, you don't? She yeah, mind yes. blown. And I said, no, we just <laughs> never went there. And so I said, I know we don't have anything here because we have nothing to play it on. And um, so she was just so surprised. And I, even when you guys got that from the neighbors there, um, you, you really didn't play with it too much anyway. So and that was fine with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were about two generations right. behind. Yeah. And we never... <laughs> no 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 regrets there and that's that's the thing too now it seems if you ask a kid it's the most you know traumatizing thing not to have the latest Mm -hmm. entertainment Mm -hmm. game system but you know looking back on it i don't you know something that doesn't stick out of my mind was gosh i wish i had that nintendo in fourth grade you know it's yeah i'm not resentful of that Mm -hmm. you know so and that's something to keep in mind while we are raising the kids to you know it seems like the biggest thing in the world for them and it's a make or break situation in the long run it's really not gonna you know have a a, a huge effect on the kids upbringing. you guys were happy and capture the flag around houses, no. and you could hear you knew which house you were at you know it was just it was just easy that way with your outside flag yep it was it was good yep that's a uh, ding dong dish. <laughs> yeah. Plenty of options. Uh, Egg and houses. Yeah. <laughs> throwing snowballs at cars. Toilet, yep. toilet yep. paper on the island. <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so that's actually a good point. So we'll 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 start with you, Mom. Well, actually, this is this is to both of you, and I don't care who goes first because. Both of you had uh, a role to a degree uh-huh. in raising both of Brian and I. Uh, I mean, even today to, to, to a degree. So what, what are your, give me, give me, oh, there's so many questions I want to ask you guys about this. Um, what's of your what? best memory of, 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 being of being the parent of Brian, mom being the parent of me together, growing up in, in, together. Yeah, Brian, like Brian and I, Brian and I being friends okay. for 30 plus years, but those younger years growing time, up, you came home and you said that you had to go down to Brian Shane's house. And I said, well, okay. I said, who's Brian Shane? I said, is, does he go to school with you? No, no. He's a little bit younger than I am. So I said, I said, okay, go on down. So then for some reason I came down and I walked in the house and on the refrigerator, there had to be a hundred <laughs> pictures of Michael U. Baldini on the refrigerator. <laughs> That sounds freaky. Why? And Debbie said, Oh my heavens, that's (laughs) oh yeah. Because Brian put them there. That's why they were there. (laughs) Yeah. All the wrestling, all the yeah, all the every every wrestling season the pretty much Scranton Times ended up on our refrigerator. This is this is where you interject what Brian if you knew then what you knew now. Yeah. No. Would you have those pictures up yeah. on your fridge? <laughs> it sounds. It kind of sounds like a horror movie. Um, <laughs> some, some, well, some kind if, of Netflix, Netflix documentaries uh, started. If 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 she if she walked in right and there was like knives <laughs> yeah. stuck Lace, in all the pictures out, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well. I, That'd be a different. What about you? What about you, Deb? The influence that you had on not only Brian but all four boys, and I tell everyone when I explain who you are, is that you know you're the youngest of four. Brian's the oldest of four. You're the big brother Brian never had. He's the little brother you never had, and that's what you are to each other. And I just remember watching you as, as when Brian got to meet you through wrestling. And getting to know you through wrestling and watching you and seeing the values you had 
you were the best role model for my son, Brian, first of all, and the other three to follow. And, um, you know, I, I was never worried when he was with you. And I was always glad when you were with him. So, yeah, we, we have many pictures of you. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that. And, and, you know, fast forward now to today. Um, I've, I've, I've learned more from, from you guys, from the Shanes, obviously Brian as well, considering I've spent more time with him than the rest of you folks. Um, you know, there, there's a reason, you know, Brian is, is Brian and Cindy are, God forbid, if something would happen to us, they're, they're, they would take the girls. There's, there's reasons we're so connected and we're so tight is because the values that you mentioned, Deb, uh-huh. and, and the values you mentioned, mom, are so close. Um, you know, there's a lot of times Brian and I talk and it's deep conversations. And then there's a lot of times we don't talk at all. And we know what each other is thinking. Uh, and we know what each other is hurting and we know which, when we're, we're full of joy and, you know, having having this go on today was really really awesome just because one of the points uh-huh. was to help people understand where we get it from and and that's not obviously just from you guys but it's from from Tim and it's from Don my dad um it's just i think what we have is is it's one unique uh i wish it wasn't unique i wish uh, more families and more people can can uh, experience this because because yep. what we have is really really special and that that's from thirty plus years working at it and you know the values that you guys saw in me back then were obviously results of mom you and dad um, and those are the same values that I get back from from you guys the Shanes so I just want to say how much I, I, I love you guys and how well, grateful I'm you know, to have you guys in my life. Memory. Well, I won't say memory. It was a, a result of is that your mom and dad became some of our closest friends just because of the two of you, too. So maybe we wouldn't have gotten to know each other as well or whatever. Like, you know, a couple years ago, I'm working at school with Tammy and she's telling me she's worried about her mom and dad in Florida when the storms are coming. And I said, all right, let's call her. Let's tell her to get out of there. So we called her. I said, Marlene, be careful. You got to get out of there. You know, so I just felt like, you know, we're, we're close enough friends. We can, you know, worry about each other and, and tell each other that. So um, thank you. Yes. One, one thing you're, you're one of my closest, <laughs> dearest friends. And, you know, I think it's, it's just a good friendship we had because of our boys. Boys. And you did de- no, you know, Debbie, we did leave. We ended yep. up going to Charleston. Yep, I remember. I was so relieved. <laughs> and but guess, and guess where the hurricane went? <laughs> where Charleston? Charleston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't win. <laughs> but at least, at least we went to see Zach, so we had a good time there. So that's right. There you go. There was good out of it. So that's that's perfect. Well, yeah, I, I think just watching both families kind of organically kind of grow as time went on, um, you know, back way when, you know, probably Uh elementary or middle school was probably when, you know, we really started hanging out or, you know, being around the Ubaldinis more and more, you know, just more so than any other family really in Mountain View Village. But I've always just kept the people around me that I respect, that inspire me, that motivate me. And that was always Mike, you know, top of the list. And then his whole family, you know, and our family have just kept that tight bond as well, going, moving throughout, throughout Mm -hmm. the years now. And yeah, it's, you know, Frank, Frank would, you know, just swoop me under his wing, you know, whenever, when I was down there in Arizona and for the wedding and everything, just rolling in, you know, after a full day of driving all the way from Colorado and, you know, Frank just tells me how it is and swoops me under his arm and, you know, takes care of things. And, you know, it's, and the, 
the the girls Tina and Tammy will just tell me how it is you know there's there's it's it's not just Mike as a big brother but all the siblings have have had a Mm -hmm. huge part of my life and looking on to you know uh Zach and Frankie you know growing up with those guys you know we had Zach as a baby in our house for you know a good amount of time and daycare babysitting and holding him at middle school tournaments and, you know, in my arms and everything. So when you look back on it and Brianna too, like one of my, one of my little girlfriends right there. So when you really look back on everything, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty fun to reflect on the two families and the cohesiveness we've had throughout the years. And I mean, I, I wouldn't be where I'm at without, um, without the Ubaldinis in my life. That's, that's a hundred percent. Brian. No. Yeah, 100%. Brianna's going to be 21 yes. in two months. Oh, my. Uh, that, I got a hard time with that one. She still loves you. Still loves you. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, she was. Oh, but then you're looking back on it. I mean, that was one of my first lessons on yes, having a little yes. girl around and, you know, how pres- how precious they are versus just a bunch of boys you know just kind of pushing around and pummeling around I mean she was when you look at it she was one of my first you know this is a little girl and it's it kind of set me up for it was foreshadowing (laughs) for the future So little did you know you'd get two of them at the same time. Uh, yeah, I would. If you told me that, I would. And and Zach's twenty-eight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Zach and and to see all those all those kids grow up and see where they're at and everything. It's 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 really I enjoy seeing all their successes. So it's I know time time flies. Uh, <laughs> well let's uh let's tie a ribbon on let's tie a ribbon on this one we've we've kept the we kept the moms up past yeah uh, east coast time past 10 o'clock east coast time so uh so, uh, debbie mom I thanks so it. much for jumping on this was really fun um hope you got <clears throat> hope you guys had a good time um It'll be it'll be up. I'll I'll text it to you guys when when I get it loaded up. But really appreciate you coming on board, Brian. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Yep, yep. We'll, thank uh, you, thank you to the moms. You two are are saints. Um, we love you dearly. And yeah, yeah. All the we would not be where we're at without you two and 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 your better halves there sitting yeah. in the background. So there's a lot yeah, lot of gratitude and a lot of love sent to you. Yeah, definitely agree with that. If if Tim's still listening, if Dad could hear you, Mom, you might want to get a little nudge in them because they're coming up on this okay, I, podcast I momentarily as well. <laughs> yeah, coming attractions. Yeah, that that's right. So, okay. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for coming on board. We love you guys so much. Uh, for those that are listening, if you're still out there. <laughs> Uh, thanks for tuning in and uh, love you guys. Keep Bye, going God. forward. Keep being safe out there. Love you guys. Love you. Much love. Much love. love Have Be a good safe. night, moms. Bye. Take Bye, care. Bye. 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 You too.